welcome to the Who Sign Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast by two sisters, and I'm Deborah, and I'm Mia, and we're welcoming you into our bi-monthly conversations all about the moon. So this episode, we're going to be talking about the Libra new moon that's coming on October 16th, 2020 at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Um, so this Libra new moon is going to be one of our last super moons, meaning that it's very close to the earth. So that's what's going to also make it a little bit more powerful than some other new moons we've been having. I can't wait, especially with all this moon has going on. Oh my God, I can wait. But anyway, (laughs) we'll get into that. (laughs) Um, so just a brief outline of the episode so you can follow with, follow along with us. Um, We're going to be talking about what new moon energy is, what a conjunction is, which is what makes a new moon. (laughs) Um, Talk about Libra energy, talk about Libra moon energy, and then we're going to get into the aspects. If you want, maybe grab a pen and paper this time because there's a lot happening. If you want. Um, Yeah, if you want, no biggie. (laughs) Um, and then we're going to be going into helping you make your own horoscopes by letting you know um, what house this new moon is going to be hitting you in in your personal chart. And then we're going to do a tarot read for you. So I hope you're ready. Let's get into it. All right. New moon energy. New moon is setting that seed, setting that intention Um, it's really about getting ready, preparing for, um, something that you want to consciously manifest in a way. Yeah. Something I wrote down for like what the new moon is to help people is that it's a time to start fresh and it's about Mm -hmm. setting goals and also more importantly, setting yourself up for happiness, success, and abundance for that moon cycle. So whatever that means to you is you're going to start setting yourself up to achieve that for this cycle. Yeah. And something I wanted to mention this time is because, um, so new moons will, when you set up your intentions for your new moon ritual, really helps set up that moon cycle for those upcoming 28, 29 days. Um, But it also creates a bigger um, cycle. Um, so this is the Libra new moon. And when we really may see these themes reappearing in our lives is when we have the Libra full moon in Aries time. So just like there's cycles within cycles, which is really cool. So Mm. because this is such a strong new moon, it's a super moon. It's always worth writing down your intentions and like keeping track of it. But I think maybe it'd be a really interesting time to also follow up with it next um, April when we have the Libra full moon to see what's come up and what is actually starting to sprout. That's so crazy to think that far ahead. Like thinking of us making an episode and saying a year ago we said. (laughs) Oh my God. No, it'll be six months. But like, but then a year would be the full cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, it is. But honestly, if anything that we've learned in 2020 is like, yes, time goes slowly, but it also so fast, so quick. Yeah, I know. I can't believe we're approaching the end of the year. I know. I was just talking about New Year's stuff and I'm like, oh, already? I know. I'm excited. I just had like a little idea. We definitely should do like a special end of the year episode. Yeah. Also, though. 
something that last New Year's I realized because I had an interesting, interesting New Year's Eve and mm-hmm. it just made me love and appreciate astrology that much more once again because the new moon is a constant fresh start. You don't have to yes. wait another 365 days to like get it right. Like every new moon is an opportunity to set yourself up for what you want. And, and that happens obviously so many times throughout the year versus mm-hmm. just that one New Year's Eve and like starting off the new year. So yeah. that too into this new moon energy. It's for me, honestly, new moons feel like New Year's Eve every time. Like I'm just like, yes. okay, fresh start. I can get it right this time. <laughs> Yeah, I remember last year, I specifically remember New Year's when, because um, it was right around the new moon eclipse. Yes. And, yes. And you had like a wild New Year's and you're like, it's okay. I have my new moon coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I was like, that'll be my fresh start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's what the energy that you're going to be working with for a new moon. And in astrological terms, a new moon happens when there's a conjunction with the sun and the moon. That means the sun and the moon are right on top of each other. They're both going to be at 23 23 degrees, 53 minutes of Libra. So both sun and moon are going to be working together in what's called a conjunction. Conjunction really um, is a blending of the energies of the planets. So it's a blending of the energy of the sun and the moon, really harmonizing them because they're working together in alignment and same common goal. That's right. And then so like Deborah said, this new moon is in Libra and we're going we talked a little bit about it last episode. And mm-hmm. as promised, we're going to get into it some more. Yes. Um, Want to give the breakdown, Mia? Yes. So Libra is a cardinal air sign and it's ruled by Venus. And mm-hmm. the sign or like what represents Libra uh, is the scales, which is so important because it is such a good representation of their energy and having a lot to do with justice and diplomacy and connections and stuff like that which also i heard somewhere that the moderator for the first presidential debate was a libra which is Ah. so interesting (laughs) and so fitting that he (laughs) couldn't get right (laughs) but yeah 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 so they're we they really are about that like diplomacy it really it really does it does the word does it but it libras are very or libra energy is very concerned with justice and fairness and everybody being happy and like to a fault that and like that gets into the low vibes but also being ruled by venus they have such an aura of just beauty and appreciation for beauty and art um and things like that i'm a double venus person btw guys my tour sister (laughs) yes no, but it really does like so what Venus stands for, the keywords for Venus is how and what do you love? Um, so I mm. really don't want you guys to forget that when we're going through the rest of this chart for the new moon is that you want to remember to come from a place of love. Um, and Libra, a lot of times it comes from a place of loving others, relating yeah. to others, justice for others, fairness for others. It really can be self-sacrificing in that way. Um, definitely a martyr it can be in a low vibe because the thing is also because it's ruled by venus it needs um it really does need affection um 
have our Venus affection, right? Venus love. But Libra, what could, because it's so dependent on others, it could be dependent on others for that affection. Um, and that's when they don't get, when they don't get that reciprocated for everything that they give. That's when those like martyr energies can come out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely like the, the low vibes. And that's why the sun is in its fall in Libra, because mm-hmm. it is really concerned with others And like I said, wants everyone to like experience like a fairness and justice to a fault where that's not always feasible in real life. And it's also not always that person's responsibility. So they take on this role of having to care for everyone and check on everyone and make sure everything's in balance and peace. And that's not a job for one person to have. So that's when it gets Mm -hmm. into like that self-sacrificial martyr, like I'm going to do this for everyone else type of thing. Yeah, and so I'm looking at my tarot cards that I pulled for our read, and so it's tying into the element of Libra, which is air, right? Mm -hmm. So it has a lot to do with thoughts, Um, and a lot of times with Libra, they, first of all, air, it's very... um, It can juggle, like, a lot of thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, So it can do it. Obviously, that's why it's a little bit more equipped to be dealing with so many other people's thoughts and feelings because Mm -hmm. of that air qual element. Um, But also this is can bring the Libra into a crisis mode because as we all know, overwhelming too many thoughts or overthinking what other people are thinking is just a recipe for disaster. hundred you percent. Know? Yeah. And that's something that the Libra can really fall into sometimes because again, it's ruled, it's an air element sign. Um, and it is also so concerned about others. So just keep that in mind as we're going through this new moon. And so I really kind of wanted to do what we always do to give the sign um, some justice. <laughs> Get that? Libra mm. justice. <laughs> that Libra Um, rising of yours oh yes 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 um I wanted to let's rattle off some of our favorite high vibes of Libra oh okay fun do you want to go first or should I go first um I'll go first okay go ahead so okay I feel like now I'm like talking myself up because I am a Libra rising but this is just in general for all Libras (laughs) I'm not talking about myself. It's okay. We'll Um, get to the low vibe soon. You'll balance yourself out. (laughs) There you go. Um, They can be really charming, I think, because they know how to work a room. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, They're really smart. And I think what's the coolest part of Libra for me is like, the aesthetics of a Libra, like because yes, they love balance. I totally agree. Yes, like it's not just balance as far as like within the justice system and fairness for others. It's also in like visual and like shapes and stuff. Like no one can do a room like decorate a room better than a Le- like yeah. Their aesthetic is so ugh, just chef's kiss. It's yes, so pretty. It, it's so ugh. it's. It's so innate. Like they just know how to work with like shapes and lines. Right. Um, yeah. And I also really love that they're like super supportive friends, you know, and they can be good team players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I agree. I, I think my favorite parts of Libras are their like the stuff that being ruled by Venus brings out. So just their eye f- and appreciation for beauty and mm-hmm. art and things like that. 
Um, cause I, I love that, you know, my Libra moon that really comforts me. So finding people who are just, who express themselves in that way versus just like in private, I think yeah, is so cool. And I also agree that they are, I think once you can work through the detriment of always caring for others, it's so, and like being a martyr, I think that that is such a great trait to have in anyone mm-hmm. in your life. But especially like our mom's a Libra and I think her want to be there for her children and like her family is so cool. And they're all like that. They all just want to be present with the people they love, which I think is so beautiful. And also one more thing I want to add for a high vibe, like you were saying, um, like being so considerate of others an evolved Libra has amazing boundaries. You know what I mean? Mm, so like that's, that's something true. that, yeah, because it's kind of like they've had to work on that. And that's kudos to like strong uh, strong Libra vibes. Yeah. And some low vibes of Libra. My number one is like the indecisiveness. Oh my goodness. That's true. That's just I agree. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have other things. Maybe that's not my top, but uh, yeah, the indecisiveness can. Two Libras in a room, they're not going anywhere. They can't figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, as my like Libra rising, oh my God. Like, I can't, it takes me forever to make certain decisions, especially like I'm redoing my home and like mm. buying stuff. Like, I will look at something for months before I decide to buy it. That's too much. I want to, like, punch myself in the face over this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think my, the low vibe of Libra energy, and I've talked about this before, and Deb is probably going to laugh at me, but sometimes, Mm -hmm. again, low vibes, they can have a holier-than-thou complex, and Mm -hmm. it can just get really just not fun, and I listened to this song, and in it, (laughs) I listened to a song, I think it was Take Me to Church by Hoser. It was one of his songs. And in it, he says, that's a fine looking high horse. And I thought about it as I was like thinking about what I was going to say for this episode. And that specific line just stood out because I think that really encapsulates a low vibe of a Libra is masked in all that beauty and like abundance and love. Is there still just up on this like pristine white high horse and thinking they're so much better than everyone else or not even better than but think they know what's right better than everyone mm-hmm. else um whether or not that's true so that's yeah I but i think that. that lyric really it was just pretty and it made me think of it so yes i'm like interpreting it as like yes like your insight can be beautiful and balanced and fair but does it still make it right you know exactly yeah 100 Cool. And going into the Libra moon energy now. Ah, I literally wrote in my notes next to Libra moon energy, a romantic. <laughs> it's uh, the ultimate romantic. What can I say? Yes, my little love fairies, what I call Mia. Oh, you haven't said that in so long. Yeah. Well, you haven't really been lovey, very lovey-dovey. Uh, I haven't <laughs> really had anyone to be lovey-dovey too. You have me. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) So for Libra moon energy. So we talked about before how your moon's mission is to bring you peace, make you feel safe, taking Mm -hmm. care of like how you feel after a good meal and you go, you know, you feel satisfied. Um, 
And Libras, so how they deal with confrontation, how they deal with um, personal, internal, emotional issues, things that came up from other people or themselves. And Libras just don't really love confrontation. They're not very confrontational people. But so, so with that, they don't resolve things by going up and like having the conversation necessarily. But they, since they want things done peacefully, that can lead them to bending over backwards to like mm-hmm. solve a problem without conflict, which just is so interesting because I am a Libra moon and but as an Aries sun coming to the play, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do yeah, that. Yeah, that opposition. So yeah. the whole chart comes into play. But it is worth noting that if that if that energy is really strong in your chart in general, that it will manifest that strongly in that all that Libra energy will come into how you satisfy yourself in your moon. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So like your moon, like, like you were saying, is like your inner needs and desires um, and emotions that um, you need in order to feel safe to be yourself. And so Libra moon, what it needs in order to be that um, kind, loving, harmonized, um, highest Libra self, um, Libra moon self, is that it needs peace and harmony. Mm, balance. It, balance. Um, but also needs relationships. Like a Libra moon can't be satisfied in isolation, in isolation. Like my Scorpio moon, like I'm cool being by myself. Like I can find the, the what makes me happy by myself, but a Libra moon won't unless it's like in like with friends or a partnership or something of like a social aspect. Deborah, that's it. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's yeah. really how I feel. I was telling Okay, this is super relevant to Libra Moon because <laughs> it's me. But the other day I was talking to my roommates and I was just like, guys, I love you so much. And I love the love you give me. But friendship love isn't cutting it for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's just I ha- there's been no partnership, like romantic interest, even slightly like someone to flirt with. And I think that is that so that, funny. Libra Moons are like the ultimate flirts. The, yeah. So and what am I supposed to do now? I know, but it's also, card. I think, like, hone into the fact that it's a cardinal sign. So it's just initiating these conversations. Like, I think that's all you need to really get, like, your kick. You know what I mean? Who who is at my disposal to start these conversations with? Maybe do, like, the Tinder thing and just, like, starting conversations and... (laughs) This is a separate topic. I know, I know. Not... (laughs) It's hard to... Honestly, shout out to everyone who's single during quarantine and corona time. Yeah, yeah. And so I also, when I was taking notes with this Libra moon energy, I used you as an example. Oh, what you <laughs> say? Like, um, so Libra moons, again, they need uh, peace and harmony and like beauty, right? And working on their aesthetics mm. also to satisfy them. And so that's why I wrote like when Mia gets like anxious or her like anxiety is coming up or she feels restless. Um, she likes to reorganize her place. Like she loves to move furniture around. <laughs> yeah (laughs) true like i feel like that pacifies your libra moon (laughs) it really does i'm so into my environment and my room like even at home i'll always just like rearrange stuff Mm -hmm. and my room at home and where i live like at home with mom and dad where i live now are both kind of small so there's only so many places you can put the furniture but i will figure it out i will add new decorations i will like rearrange my desk or something and that does it's the 
aesthetic of it that just makes me feel better Mm -hmm. and that and I feel like some of that cardinal energy is being released and that's how it's manifesting that I can it's a little project it's a little something that I can get all that energy out that I need to Mm -hmm. if it's not through a person or it's if I'm feeling anxious about something and I just need an outlet like my outlet is usually something creative whether it's rearranging my room or writing or I've been doodling mm-hmm. lately that's cute so, yeah. yeah um and then last note for Libra moon energy I wrote that the outward tendencies of the Libra sign let's say like in a Libra sun um really gets reflected inward in the Libra moon because the moon mm. is so much more intimate it's about so much more of like ourselves um so it really does, I think, need in order to feel um, fulfilled is self-love and self-kindness. Um, that, I think, is the challenge for a Libra moon, finding that balance of like giving to others, but also to themselves. I think that's really the, um, the when we talk about balance with Libra, like that's, I think, what gets to the nitty gritty is the balance of giving and also giving to yourself um because it could be so self-sacrifice 100 percent, definitely it's all about balance yeah and yeah so that's all that libra energy and libra moon energy i'm gonna share my my new moon mantra with you guys and i really do hope that this can help guide you throughout this new moon so my libra new moon mantra is i will find balance by giving the same love and kindness i give to others to myself Mm. Um, so it really is a time to give back to yourself guys it's like we're gonna go into the aspects now and they're hard i'm not gonna lie they're difficult but i think there's a lot it's a lot and i think we're all like everyone like regardless of what position you are in like is just done like we're just like how much more can we really deal with like not much more personally yeah like the apathy is coming out because like we're just so emotionally mentally fatigued and it's gonna be i think a rough ride over like the next 12 weeks um because it's gonna be warp speed with everything with mars and once it goes um direct and everything but i think again if we hold on to that mantra of trying to find finding balance through giving ourselves loving kind loving kindness like we do to others mm-hmm. we can maneuver this a little bit better definitely i love that mantra but for always <laughs> but it's for the libra new one it's great yes yeah um all right so the aspects we're going to be sharing four aspects with you guys just to give you a little bit of information on the terms we're going to be using Um, the first one is going to be a square a square is an aspect it's that it's indicating the angle that these planets are meeting at a square is 90 degrees it's considered a hard aspect Um, And the way that a square may feel is like you're backed into a corner um, and the only way through is to kind of like fight your way through and to observe and learn what that struggle and pain was about. If you I really do encourage you to listen to our last episode of the Aries full moon to get a really good idea of what a square energy feels like because there's big square energies for that one. (laughs) Big square wear energy yes 
And then another aspect we're going to be talking about is called an opposition. That means the planets are 180 degrees apart from each other. This causes tension. And the idea of an opposition is integration. Um, and then moon, like you guys know, we always describe it as your deepest needs and desires, your emotional self. Saturn is the planet of discipline, um, seriousness, law and order. Um, Pluto is the planet of transformation, rebirth. It's all about breaking down to rebuild uh, power. And Mars is the planet of our ego, our assertiveness, our self, our energy, and the planet of doing. That was beautiful. Well said. <laughs> so the first one is Moon Square Saturn. And I kind of want to bulk it in with Moon Square Pluto. Mm -hmm. So the Moon is going to be squaring both Saturn and Pluto. Because Saturn and Pluto are very close together in the late degrees of Capricorn. So a Moon Square Plu uh, Pluto is very intense. Um, a lot of it can feel kind of self-destructive energy. Or and what I wrote is um, a need or something that's oppressing or trying to control your emotions. I think this is very triggering to our inner child. You know, we all have that inner child. And I, that's why I think that this can be very difficult energy. Mm -hmm. um, and moon square Saturn, just a straight up bad mood. Um, but now you know, right? Yeah. And... That's, again, why we do the podcast is I feel like having a heads up is really helpful. So it is hard energy and it is like um, something to work through. But when it doesn't catch you by surprise and you can like get ahead of it, I think none of it's not manageable. Yeah. And I actually was thinking about that, too. Like, I love that we do this podcast, like even just for ourselves, mm -hmm. because there's always so much going on. Like, even if we just... Um, we're like students of astrology, right? Like we like to study it on our own and everything. And, but taking this opportunity to really break down and get clear on the energy is so helpful instead of like bulking everything all together. And I feel like that feels really overwhelming. This is helpful because it breaks it down and sees like, okay, what do I have to focus on this week? You know, yeah. what are the challenges this week for today in a stepwise fashion? Yeah, it helps make things less overwhelming and organized. So mm -hmm. in my head, I feel like if I can, if I write it down and I'm ready for it, I'm good. That's why mm -hmm. I love the planner we have. Yes. And then next aspect is the moon opposing Mars. So moon, your, in, your inner needs and desires opposing, meaning creating tension um, with Mars, which is in retrograde. And Mars is the planet of like um, your ego and doing and your I, I like to use a word assertiveness because it can mm. be like not so much even just doing, but it's like on principle of like I have to do this to like assert myself. I can't back down. It's like that's Mars energy. That's so relatable personally. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. Just the Aries speaking. I feel like that spoke to me. Yes. So I think with that, because it's opposing a, such a tender planet. <clears throat> Sorry, it's opposing such a tender planet, the moon. So for me, mm. that's just highlighting like my brain goes off. It's like, be kind to yourself. Like you may want to be the bully to yourself this week. 
um, right. because the moon is so involved with all these things. And finding that space of giving yourself grace and loving kindness, I think is something I really want everybody to come back to whenever we're struggling this week. Yes, I completely agree. And it's so interesting that you brought that up. I mean, obviously for the aspect, (laughs) but I feel like something that I've been thinking of and working on, like actively trying to implement in my life is correcting like bad self-talk. So it's so easy to let yourself be mean to yourself because it's your own inner thought inner dialogue no one is interrupting it and it happens 24 7 and I feel like actively talking against those thoughts Mm -hmm. like making full complete thoughts against them as well or correct not even against them just correcting it so if you are being hard on yourself or um whatever it is that you are making you're being mean to yourself about there's always a way to flip it to be kind to yourself because at the end of the day like we're all doing the best that we can and if all you can say Mm -hmm. to yourself is I'm doing the best that I can that's enough for whatever you're doing so that's also just a tip to try and implement with that aspect that you're going to be feeling this week is actively correct your bad self-talk actively correct when you're bullying yourself because you can if you those thoughts come without trying and you're gonna have to try to correct them um but it's worth it a hundred percent like this is i'm excited to do the tower read basically it's gonna be repetitive but um i'll I'll wait for the tower read to give you my feedback on that we're almost there um i wanted to mention some aspects as well that's going on there's a lot going on so I'm only going to talk about them briefly okay so (laughs) Mars is squaring Jupiter and Pluto and Mars is in retrograde so that is shaking things up Jupiter is the planet of expansion it likes to create and grow things like that and normally I feel like any connection with Mars that'd be kind of cool you know because Mars likes to do as well Mm -hmm. however since Mars is in retrograde it's not it doesn't have the energy to do what Jupiter wants to do um and that's going to be really frustrating because Mars itself is struggling (laughs) um and it's also an aspect that astrologers have been pointing out that can lead to spikes and spread of um COVID yeah because we're really going to be fighting this desire to expand this idea of Jupiter. We're going to be really fighting its plans mm-hmm. and trying to what am I trying to say? We're good. We're going to try and follow through on what Jupiter wants to do, but it's not going to be easy. And it's going to, like Deborah said, bring up it's going to manifest kind of funny. So funky. just be careful. Yeah, by the way, BTW, um, Mercury is going into retrograde. And this, I just had to point it out because, like, I know you're like, wait, what am I trying to say? <sighs> and, like, the whole day already, um, we've been in its shadow, but, like, I feel like this Mercury retrograde is going to be a shit show because, like, I also am like, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah, and especially with it um, opposing Uranus. Did you bring? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's gonna bring up. I feel like even more. Mercury's already in retrograde. Oh no, it happens on no, the thirteenth. Yeah, I Mama's have the date birthday. the thirteenth stuck in my head, 
so much right now because I have assignments and midterms due that day. So I feel like it already happened because I've been seeing it so much. Oh my God, it's online. Make sure you try and like submit it with plenty of time so there's no issues with that. Yes. So quickly finishing up Mars squaring Pluto. So Pluto, it, the planet of like, is the planet of the underworld and like taboo thoughts, your secret life or hidden life. And with with a square to Mars in retrograde, honestly, the, my first feelings towards it was like we need to keep a low profile because this mm-hmm. can come up um, not not like violently physically or anything like that. Just it's a lot that it's going to make you confront and it's this mix of the secrecy that you've been holding back with Pluto and the wrath of Mars, even with it in mm-hmm. retrograde, because it's just turning it in towards yourself. Mm-hmm. So similar to what Deborah was saying before, it's just to recognize, to be kind to yourself and the whole little profile thing. Like, don't try and bring this out towards other people or try and even do anything too concrete with yourself. I would just let this aspect go through in a, in a healing manner. Yeah. And so last our last episode on the Aries full moon, we also spoke about Mars squaring Saturn and Pluto. So you can also go back to the episode to get some more information. And like I mentioned last episode, this is an aspect that's going to be the defining aspects throughout the rest of the year Um, because Mars is in retrograde. It's going to be um, this aspect is occurring um one more time towards the end of the year it had happened earlier in the summer so this is again why it's going to be um really defining the next 12 weeks um so there's a lot going on and it's really overwhelming even for us like we were talking about these before and we almost didn't know what to say about all of them because how you also have to take into account how these things aren't happening separately they're happening you know at the time on the collective and like yeah it's it's happening simultaneously that's why like yes energy is so nuanced you know like why one moment we can be feeling another another time like you know we can find some relief but yeah and also yeah so just with that being said it can feel overwhelming hearing us say it separately but also experiencing them simultaneously so We've been talking about a lot about this planner we have from Magic of Eye and for each day it'll have a little like phrase at the bottom and if you go to the beginning of the planner it has what those phrases mean like what she's trying to tell you in them and so for the day of this new moon it's go with the flow which was so interesting to me because I saw all of these aspects in the little square and I was like this doesn't seem very flowy and I went to go (laughs) see what it said And like the first two sentences were maybe intense astro in the heavens, surrender and go with it. Stay in the heart. Be aware of conflict provoking and shadow projections. Understanding creates compassion. Presence is key. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's all really important to remember to just not give in to what's going to be provoking you because you are going to be poked and prodded throughout this and just be kind to yourself and stay close to your own intentions that you're going to be creating for this new moon and stay compassionate and stay present. And I think that they're all really yeah. great points to be remembering. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like I wrote something so similar where I, I put that what you really want to try and do this week is to observe. Um, 
to really hold on to i guess like the mantra of the new moon but in general just the energy of the new moon because new moons really are such a north star you know Mm -hmm. um use that as like guiding us through the more difficult aspects of this chart and observe where you see that energy the more difficult things where people are getting angry or people are upset or if you yourself are getting sucked up into um, an energy portal of that stuff but learning to at that point accept that it's not like this is what's so amazing about astrology is that it really is just showing you that it's the energy this is not like because you did something wrong or that it's the karma coming to bite you in the butt or the world is working against you it's saying like if you and if like you can't get out of that like hole like if you're really in like a dark space and you feel so much shame and guilt over that like it's this is the moment that is the moment the teaching moment that the universe is trying to give you is to give yourself that kindness that it's okay to be in that space because that is just the energy you know it's not like something definitely wrong with you and i also wanted to point that like i know this is like on the heels of mental health um awareness day right Mm -hmm. um of course people have um clinical diagnostic mental health issues um i think many more than people even know but we we all ride the emotional waves at the Mm. end of the day at the Um, end of the day yeah like no one's riding high on like that what's it called like the peak of the wave Mm -hmm. um all day that's totally inauthentic and that's not real um so i think taking i think there's two things for real true growth and the first thing is self-awareness having the consciousness to just be like this is what it is without judgment right without nitpicking and then the second thing is practicing and i think the universe is really going to give us um, opportunities this week to practice being that kind of person to ourselves to practice um more of a neutrality towards certain emotions Mm -hmm. than trying to get swept up into all of it so really taking this opportunity again to be like how can i really um apply my higher self in all this yes and also (laughs) how it is so Libra <laughs> for people to want to put make things black and white. They Libras yeah. have two options. It's you're this or that. Mm-hmm. And That's that that kind of was going into like um, being a holier than thou because people are either good or bad. They don't really see a middle ground. However, that just applies to everything. So like you were saying, we try and, and categorize everything into being good or bad. Like this is a good or bad quality for a sign or this is a good or bad aspect or or even just in like everyday things. I so funny just an example my mm-hmm. I was I started watching the show called Midnight Gospel on Netflix and I super duper recommend it super the, duper super <laughs> duper, duper recommend it <laughs> but also the in the first episode they're talking about like drugs and what how it affects people and you have to watch the show to get the premise of why it's being brought up but essentially it's what they're talking about Mm -hmm. and what one of the characters says is there's no such thing as good or bad drugs at the end of the day they're just chemicals that either exist in nature or man had created and it's our relationship with those drugs and the circumstances surrounding it and regardless Mm -hmm. of how you feel about that because like drugs is a pretty heavy topic but I think that just Mm -hmm. goes for so much we try and label things as something because that's how it fits in our society but 
and astrology really shows as well that there's no good or bad things are just existing and it is our relation to those things that make us Mm -hmm. think what we do so just remember that that it's really all about perspective and choice at the end of the day on what you do with those things that are making you feel that way so yeah 100 percent and Again, just remember Libra is ruled by Venus. So come back to that love, you know, go yeah. back to how do I come at this from a loving place? Yes. Go back to your heart chakra, you know, when in doubt, just go there. And next, Deborah is going to do the mini horoscope with your with from the what house that this moon will be triggering you this time around you're like triggering you fucking (laughs) you up (laughs) so yes all right so again whole sign system being used if you want a more accurate read please send us a message and we will definitely look up your personal chart um if you are an aries or aries rising the new moon will be hitting you in your seventh house Taurus or Taurus rising in your sixth house Gemini or Gemini rising in your fifth cancer or cancer rising in your fourth uh leo or leo rising in your third your if you're a virgo or virgo rising in your second libra or libra rising in your first scorpio or scorpio rising in your 12th sag or sagittarius rising in your 11th capricorn or your capricorn rising in your 10th aquarius or aquarius rising in your ninth and Pisces or Pisces rising in your eighth. All right. Now, what the heck do these houses mean? I'll let you know right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> your first house. You came is, to the right place. Yes, I got it. Um, your first house is all about your self-image, your appearance, your identity, your vitality. Um, second house is all about your money your personal possessions, your personal values, your livelihood. Third house is all about how you communicate, um, your early education, your mind, your siblings, your neighbors. Um, Fourth house is all about your home, your family, your your physical home. Uh, Fifth house is all about your self-expression, your creativity, your romance, your playfulness, your kids. Um, sixth house is all about your work life, your routines, your health, um, your, your immediate environment also could be about your pets and your seventh house is all about partnerships, all the partnerships you have. Um, eighth house is about sex, death, intuition, other people's assets. It's really about your subconscious. Um, ninth house is about your higher education, traveling, spirituality. Um, it could be about astrology as well. Your tenth house is about your career, reputation, and recognition, your external validation. And eleventh house is about your friends, your social life, um, groups and associations. And lastly, your 12th house is all about your hidden life, your inner life, um, your dreams. So for me, it's going to be hitting me in my first house of self. It's going to be hitting me in my third house. How exciting. So next up on the itinerary 
is the tarot poll. And today, Jess Deborah is going to be reading her little spread because, you know, the cards, my cards don't want to talk to me today. And that's okay. I'll let them rest. And yes, <laughs> Deborah will give her story for this new moon for the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, we like to do a three card spread, the energy going into the new moon, the energy during the new moon and the energy coming out of it. Um, but today the cards gave me a little bit of a different message and it really showed that during this new moon, we're going to be faced with a choice. Um, I got the two of swords, which is literally the Libra moon card. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that? <laughs> Kidding. Uh, <laughs> so the two, um, of swords, two is automatically indicating polarity and choices. Um, so the two of swords, swords is all about like your mind and your thoughts. And this woman in the two of swords is sitting blindfolded with two swords crossed across her um, chest. And so she's holding them up and having to find stillness, right? In order to find balance <clears throat> between mm-hmm. the two swords, which um, our ideas, our thoughts, right? So this card is representing um, the we're going to have two choices and the two choices that are being presented to me are in the eight of swords and the ace of swords. So it's all swords. So again, this is very Very tied into the Libra element of air of like our Mm -hmm. thoughts. Um, And the two choices are represented by the eight of swords and ace of swords so what it's saying is we either have a choice to hold on to our old beliefs that are tying us down and that are keeping us in the dark and keeping us still making us live in like muddy waters and ideas that honestly no one is opposing onto us other than ourselves see this woman in the eight of swords she's not tied to the swords she's just wrapped up within herself Right. So she can walk away. Um, I think this is the idea that's really going to be critical to remember that these are not the things that are hold, like it does not have to hold us back. Um, and I think the second choice is so beautiful in the Ace of Swords. The Ace of Swords, it's, it's the most purest quality of the swords of our thoughts. Right. So it's also about clear perception. So it's saying that like our feelings may not be fact right it's saying that you have the choice to create um first of all a fresh start a fresh idea and move on with some clarity and a a more realistic perception right i think that's going to be really important while we see the moon squaring saturn and pluto uh, the moon opposing mars and in this libra new moon it's going to be we have the option to release ourselves from these thoughts that hold us back that are not true and to start creating right ace is all about the beginning which is also Mm -hmm. tied into libra being a cardinal sign Um, really start creating this new um, perception of your self-worth right because again it's libra is ruled by venus so it's all about worth Mm -hmm. Um, your personal values and I think this is just going to be really important on the inner work we're all being forced to do during this year right 
So it's a short little read. Um, but I it think was really it's, good. I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be going to help us navigate this week where when we do feel stuck in a position or we do feel like beating ourselves up to just be like, this is the test. This is the test right now. I have mm-hmm. these two choices. I can beat myself up or I can look at the actual truth right. and start from there. And there you have it. That's this how this new moon in Libra is going to come about, how it's going to manifest in our lives this coming week. Yeah. So please don't forget to write down what your intentions are going to be for this moon cycle. Um, and to be extra kind and gentle to yourselves. I ho- you guys are probably so tired of yeah. us saying that that this episode, like I feel like every other sentence was like loving kindness. <laughs> well, be kind to yourself. Yeah. All right, guys. So next episode is going to be for the full moon in Taurus on Halloween. So that episode is going to be coming out for you Can't wait. Um, around the 30th. Yeah, really exciting. So thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.